0: Synchronizing with the world around us means you're no longer swimming upstream. Every month, we examine concepts of ebb and flow. Understanding the timing of each makes the difference between constantly getting knocked down or finally arriving at the other side of the ocean. To connect with the world around us, We use ancient tools like seasons, nautical star maps, constellations, and lunar phases to reframe time and chart our course to a different outcome. And from this place, we begin. Wherever this finds you, in the office, on the mat, up a tree, or on the bike trail, know that you're in the right place to create space for change to happen. This month, we're on facet 11 of 12. We divide the year into 12 facets. When polished together, it forms one highly functioning, vibrant jewel. So the facet that we're holding up to the light is reordering very particular type of reordering. It is the ability or the power or the belief to reorder your universe. So reordering your universe means what's up is down. It's a paradigm shift. It's how we think about who has the power or control at any given time. So an example of a paradigm shift, Think about where we are in time now with technology and the advent of social media, because technology has advanced to the degree that everyone can have a personal device. So too everyone has a voice. So the drivers of media or the voice of media is no longer an isolated advertising company. Rather, it's anyone that has access to the technology to be able to make their opinion or their voice heard. It's their vision or their view of the world. Reordering your universe could be something as small as where your priorities lie, what's important to you, right? Is it important enough to you to get up early in the morning to? Give some time or thought into next steps for you, into the change that you want to create? Or is it more important for you to stay up late folding laundry? Reordering your universe can be as simple and mundane as deciding what you're going to allow yourself to get angry at. It could be as simple or mundane as what you're going to allow yourself uh, to read, right? You can't create if you're consuming and reading could be as simple as text messages. Reordering your universe requires three things, courage, vision, and inspiration. So the courage that we're going to talk about requires a certain arrogance and an arrogance of belonging meaning that you have the courage to speak out because you believe you belong. You have the courage to make your voice heard because you believe you have the right to. And the second element we want to examine is the concept of being a visionary. That means that you see something that doesn't exist yet. You see it as whole, as complete, as valid. And to see that vision requires a certain connection to an inspired view or an inspired worldview that requires you to connect to something bigger than yourself. It's kind of a circular argument because you have to be tapped into an inspired worldview. You have to be visionary enough to see something that doesn't exist yet. And then you have to find the courage to voice it with a mind on the facets that we're holding up to the light to glean some information or illumination or see another side of it again is reordering, right? In particular, reordering your universe, your universe, your world around you, as you see it, right? Using, examining three elements, courage, visionary and inspiration. The archetype that I'd like to examine, to tell that story is Copernicus. Backing up a little and and remembering or recalling an archetype is a characteristic that's universally shared across cultures. It's the story that transcends language. So the archetype is the story that we hold up to the light to get a little bit more information about the facet that we're examining copernicus who was copernicus it seems a polish mathematician also a scientist in 1514 copernicus distributed a handwritten book to his friends that outlined his view of the universe now let's talk about what the universe was in 1514 in 1514 it was common belief that for a thousand years actually from ptolemy that the earth was the center of the universe the earth symbolized power at the time power was embodied by the church to question This hierarchy meant to question the church. That was no small feat. The amount of courage that it took to question the powers that be at that time was a matter of life and death. This was not a matter of sending a text message or a post. The worldview that Copernicus had in 1514 is that the world is not flat. His view of the universe is what he distributed. His view. The world is not flat. Stop for a minute and think about how literally earth shattering that is. Talk about a paradigm shift. Talk about reordering the universe. The entire world. Believed the earth was flat. Copernicus observed planetary movements with the naked eye. Didn't even have a telescope. He died more than 50 years before Galileo. And that really was the beginning of physics as we know it, which is a physical science or study of. He couldn't actually, didn't have the technology yet to prove his theory. Yet still, he had that vision. Yet still, he had that inspired view. And yet still he found the courage to stand up and voice his view of the universe. So when we talk about the power to recreate your world or reordering your universe, that is the big change. That is the big change that you have the power to call in and more importantly, have the power to cultivate, right? The cultivation of that thought processes what is going to call in change. Taking that thread and pulling it a little bit deeper, mapping that into body planes using chakras and yogic alignment. Let's talk about the energy of that. We're going to talk about those three concepts courage, visionary, and an inspired view and map that into the body. The idea of possessing an arrogance of belonging or courage then resides in the third chakra, Manipura, which is Sanskrit. concept of being a visionary, a cultivating visionary resides in the third eye, Ajna. And the Sanskrit for the wheelhouse that houses our inspired view, seven chakra, near Crown Chakra. Crown Chakra is a very interesting place. It's right at the top of the head. It's that soft spot in a newborn, the last place to close. It is literally the last place of our armor, of our skeleton that seals off who we were before we were born and who we are now. The crown chakra is where we get or attach our inspired view from wherever dreams come from, from wherever that place is that it comes from. Tapping into that connection of our divine self or activating that connection of your divine self is what's going to release flow in that area. So if you're finding yourself uninspired or without direction or without even a sense of direction or an inner voice, crown chakra is a place to activate. And it could be something as simple as maybe putting some pressure on the top of your head, doing a headstand if you have it um, within your practice, applying your hand on top of your head, or sitting still in any type of Sukhasana or easy pose and beckoning yourself taller, right? Reaching for the air, offering up your crown chakra, and sitting up as tall and still as possible. Perhaps imagining a white light, entering the top of the head colors to keep around you as inspiration or reminders of this energy white so white clear transparent stones or crystals it can be quartz it can be pearls anything that has facets in it and anything that has cuts in it now remembering that The facets and the cuts are important because what they do is they're catching light. They're literally bending light. They are changing the path that that light is taking. You see it in a twinkle. But what that twinkle is or the physics of a twinkle is literally light traveling on a path that is bending direction. So you seeing that gem with the facets in it in that right color will remind you of this energy that you're cultivating. The energy of being a visionary, Ajna, right? Your intuition, sense of knowing. The color frequency mapping to the color purple, amethyst. Opening up your sense of what you see as possible looking past the physical circumstances of something that exists now. What can exist in the future? What do you see as possible, regardless of what's here now? Finding balance here can be as simple as applying some pressure with the fingertips to the brow, perhaps with some essential oils, ice cube, also alternating a warm washcloth with an ice cube. So you have the pressure, the expansion and contraction of cold and hot. It might be in a child's pose, resting your forehead, pressing it into the ground or to a pillow. Any pressure, any touch, any awareness there. Any pressure or touch will bring awareness to that center. And now that you're mapping it back to this quality that you're honing in on, which is an openness of that third eye or that vision, that ability to see past what is in front of your current circumstance. You can also place a crystal or a gem or a jewel there the pressure of the application from your finger will stimulate that energy. Every time you see a glimpse of yourself in the mirror with a jewel over your third eye, it will remind you of that energy. It will call it back in. That is the purpose of a jewel for the third eye. And lastly, Probably the most elusive. Third chakra. The color there is yellow, right? Manipura. And that lives in the rib cage right above the navel. That is the place where we find our personal boundaries. That is the place where we find our courage. That is our place where we balance our self esteem. That is the place where we cultivate a sense of worth. That is a place where. We have to decide, clean, clear, and balance one simple concept, that I am enough. And if I'm enough, then I belong here. If I'm enough, then my vision matters. And if I'm enough, then I'm going to say what I need to say because I believe in my vision. And my belief in my vision is all that matters. Take that with you. Make it yours. Be among the light burners. Take out of your
1: wasted honor Every little past frustration Take out of your so-called Need to say, say what you need to say, say what you need to say. Walking like a one man. Than never to say what you need to say again